Hey, it's Cullen Bunn, and you're listening to New Pod World Order, because you're awesome. Home of Totes Milady, Cult of Dave, Soldier of Pod, Not Your Mama's Football Show, Lights in the Sky, Hubba Baloo, Welcome to the Alamo, Comic BS, Talk Nerdy to Me, Talking Cod Swallop, Always Bet on Geek, and Robot Dinner Party. Hey, I'm Alicia Witt. I'm Daniel Portman from Game of Thrones. I play Podrick Payne. I'm Ellipses, and you're listening to the talking... Okay. <laughs> I'm Mark Bernard, and you're listening to the Talking Codswallop podcast on the New Pod World Order Network. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith, Silent Bob, whose voice you were never used to hearing in the 90s until I started opening it up, man. And that's because I'm a podcaster, and you're listening to a podcast, Talking Codswallop, right here, man. Welcome to this week's Talking Codswallop. This week I've got a special guest with me, which any Tell Him Steve Dave listener will recognise this person's voice. But to introduce him, I'm here now today with Chris Ladando. Welcome, Chris. Hello. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. Coming to you live from, you know, the cultural capital of the world, Staten Island. <laughs> yes, you are. And I'm coming from I'm coming from the deep dark Dorset land of uh, England. <laughs> 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 so yeah super country bumpkin land here <laughs> okay well i've got a few questions for you i think that's probably oh, the boy. easiest thing i guess yeah let's do it yep <laughs> so i've gone through you know different sort of things that obviously i know about you obviously being like vegan <laughs> obviously the fact that you <laughs> you're on tell him steve dave and all that yeah. <laughs> but also i've picked a few random ones as well so okay <laughs> well talking about vegan i thought because to be honest i'm a little bit naive when it comes to being vegan and things like that most people are it's no worries <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i'm i'm also intrigued as well one of my questions is, when did you become a vegan? Okay. And what spurred the lifestyle change if, if of course, you weren't like born that way? <laughs> right, right. No, no, I was definitely not born that way. Um, so I've been, I haven't had um, like a hamburger or any meat in about 11 or 12 years. And I had moved to be a, a vegetarian. I wanted to see, okay. see what that was like. Uh, ve- being a vegan means that you don't have any animal enzymes so no dairy so no like cheese and things like that um so i've been a vegan i want to say maybe about seven years six or seven years um but i'll be honest with you i'm not getting these benefits because i have high cholesterol is that the doctor (laughs) (laughs) i have high cholesterol and um you know i need to lose like 20 pounds so yeah (laughs) i really should not tell people that i'm a vegan because i'm ruining the brand uh, <laughs> you know, don't become vegan because you become very get high cholesterol. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I, I, a few, uh, I guess, uh, when I, I met my, uh, my wife, uh, she was a, a vegetarian for like most of her entire life. 
And she kind of like when we were dating, she like educated me on um, vegetarianism. And I was always like, you know, sensitive to animals, whatever. But it, it, it really didn't make sense to if I was going to be like an animal person to actually then eat them. It just didn't it just didn't seem, yeah. uh, you know, it's tough. But, you know, it, you know, but you're raised, you know, we're raised to eat, you know, meat and, you know, and chicken and things like that. So, you know, you, you, you're totally desensitized to it. Um, but she's like a big animal person and really um, like into animal rights and things like that. And she was vegetarian. So eventually I was like, yeah, let me go vegetarian. I can probably do this. And I did. Um, but at the same time, when I was vegetarian, I was having like egg whites, like, you know, I liked omelets. Uh, yeah. I, I loved omelets, you know, um, you know, drank milk. Like I, I always drank like milk as, as a kid for, to an adult. I never like drank soda. I never liked soda, things like that. Um, and you know, I love cheese, of course, being Italian American. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I learned about like things like, and, and a lot of like products that we use, even like we don't eat like like if you have like a med medication there's animals enzymes in it like a, like a gel cap there's gelatin in it and gelatin is bones um what else like in cheese what they put into cheese to make it stretchy is something called reddened and that's a um it's, it's part of the intestines of an animal so oh god oh yeah that's in all cheeses unless they're unless it's like kosher cheese it's in your it's in the cheese um, so there's a lot of, a lot of products, a lot of little things that we don't think about that have animal stuff in it. Um, so eventually I just went off of all of that stuff and, uh, you know, I'm just, it's better. One of the reasons why I did it too, not just because of sensitivity animals, but it's actually better for the planet, believe it or not. Um, yeah. it's a really, uh, uh, it, a lot of damage is done from the meat eating meat meat eating industry because when you know when when we we raise animals we we're raising them as a, as a product so we're going to make a lot of them and that re requires a lot of water a lot of energy and that that creates a lot of waste so that creates a lot of um, uh, pollution in the environment so if you actually become vegetarian or vegan you're you're reducing your carbon footprint so oh, yes it's quite good because yeah. um they do say i don't know if it's just a, a joke or if it's real or not but they say that um a cow's fart actually causes more of the you know, <laughs> yeah. pollution far and and not a, and their burps they're far they, oh, they okay. produce a lot of methane methane gas yeah, and that's like it causes pollution. <laughs> so, so in a way, we need yeah. to be like as beautiful cows are. I, I as a kid, um, I used to absolutely love cows so much that you know, like uh, uh -huh. my mum and dad and family members would all get me little toy cows and little statues of cows and things. You know, I absolutely uh. love them. <laughs> but even now, I kind of think, well. Maybe, you know. <laughs> but they're so delicious. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Do you know, I think um, dietary-wise, I think that I could probably go vegetarian. Right. Or maybe, like, because it's giving up fish is possibly my issue. Um, so I could be, like, maybe pescatarian. I don't know. Yeah, I never, I never liked seafood. Even, like, when I ate meat, mm. I just never liked fish. And, you know, I live, you know, in New York City. We're surrounded, you know, we're on all, we're on islands and, you know, we got the, the you know, the great harbors here 
um, you know, seafood is, is very, you know, easy to get because it's, you know, it's, it's right East, you know, it's right, it's right there. You can go to get a fishing pole and get it yourself. Yeah. But, um, I, I just never liked seafood. Uh, so that, that wasn't, uh, an issue, but like, yeah, some people, they can do, they can give up the meat, they can give up the chicken, but they can't give up like, um, sushi and things like that. Never, Never liked it, so yeah. I just like the smell. Even like seaweed, like they say, like vegans will have like seaweed. Like I know my wife, she can't eat it because it's, it has like a fishy, <laughs> fishy smell. <laughs> so yeah, it definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, there is definitely a smell to it, isn't there? Because it's like yeah. I live very much by the seaside, um, so okay. when the seaweed washes up, I think you know it's a lovely smell in a way. Um, okay, but. Yeah, it. I don't. I don't know. I, well, I have eaten it, so you know. But I've never really sort of been that fussed about eating it personally. So <laughs> <laughs> just like start grabbing it out of the ocean, just start like shoving it in your face, <laughs> and people and people just looking at you weird, like what's going on? You're like, not. I'm just going vegan. <laughs> I need a bit of salt water with my with yeah. seaweed. It's a little sea salt. It's healthy. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> um so obviously because you cover veganism very well there mm -hmm. um but i was gonna say is oh, there you. one thing that you wish people knew most about it but i suppose oh god yeah that's i guess we've covered the, the pollution aspect yeah what, what what i would what i would wish people would do i mean i'm not somebody to push the i you know i'll make comments on twitter about veganism whatever but i'm not gonna push somebody to be you know change their lifestyle yeah. but i would but i would hope that people would consider having one day out of the week completely plant-based. Like if they can eat like grains and beans, like from, from everything, from all the snacks that they eat, mm. because there's great, there's great vegan snacks. I can tell you that. I, and I had, you know, the 20 pounds that I've gained extra is, is definitely from all the vegan stuff. But if you can dedicate just one day out of the week, if you're like the biggest meat eater, if you can just dedicate one day out of the week that's completely a plant-based uh, diet for that day, you'd be doing your health uh, a, a great service and the service, great service to the planet. Yeah, because yeah, because I'm actually recently diagnosed with diabetes as well, so I think you know if nah. I did that kind of thing, it would probably clear it up quite easily. So, absolutely. If you've recently been diagnosed, you the sooner the better to jump on that because you can reverse a lot of that stuff. Um, especially I think if it's, uh, was it type two is type two, yeah. what is it? Type one or type two, the one that is pretty much your own fault. No offense. Yeah. The one where you kind of like did it to yourself. Yeah. That's type um, two. And that's the one that I've got. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. it's a, it's a mild case for me, but it's definitely a weight issue is the reason why. So, well, that's the thing with my cholesterol issue too, is because, um, you know, I gained some weight if I, um, if I lose, I lose some weight. It'll, it'll most likely go down. Yeah, so. I love the, I love the fact that you keep talking about your weight. It brings, it brings me to a tweet that I saw today. Okay, <laughs> I, which one? I, um, at Chris Lodando. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw last night's punishment at James Murray. Let, uh. <laughs> let me say, I would kill to have your body right now. <laughs> I mean, not your body, but your body type on. Me, which is not in a sexual but not in a sexual way i'm just saying i need to lose 20 lubs <laughs> yeah or pounds as most yeah. people call it but i like yes, yes. 
Lubs, I like that too. I think I'm going to use that because it's it's definitely lubs. It's the sound that it definitely makes. Um, oh, that was so funny! It really yeah, made me laugh. I think he's in great shape, James. Uh, he's in, he always was. He was a, always a runner. Yeah. Um, and I think over like the past few seasons of Impractical um, Jokers, I don't think he probably has time to run as much. So I think he gained a little bit of weight. Yeah. But looking at last night's episode, I was like, hmm, <laughs> not bad. Not to sound gay or anything, but uh, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, you, you do you. If you want to have a homosexual yeah. thought about James Murray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, yeah, I was definitely feeling him. Uh, <laughs> not feeling him, but feeling his vibe. Not his vibe, his sexual vibe, but his choice, his healthy choices. Yes. <laughs> what I'm saying is... Jim, I need to lose 20 pounds. 20 loves. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I need to lose about 100. <laughs> but there you go. That's life, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Um, if money was no object, where would you go in the world? Um, hmm. That's interesting. I really don't have desire to go, like, to travel to, like, uh, to, like you know, fancy places or whatever, but... I guess if if I can just snap my fingers, I don't know. Probably your, just your. If I can see all of Europe, I've never left the United States. I know that's pathetic, but uh, most Americans are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> most of us have uh, passports, like me, and we've never used them. I have on my, my second passport because the, the the other one expired a year ago, okay. and no stamps. <laughs> Never used it. <laughs> I never even been to Canada. Oh wow! Um, yeah. Do you need a passport to get from state to state if you're flying? No, 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 no. But you no, but you could use it if you like as a form of identification. But as long as you have like a state issued uh, identification, like a driver's license, um, you can travel anywhere within the United States. Oh right, okay. Because uh, that's quite easy. Because it's like over here. If if I wanted to go to Edinburgh, for example, which realistically I'd have to fly for because it's like about a sixteen hour trip otherwise, uh-huh. I would have to use my passport to fly. Right. So, but but that's Scotland, right? So technically, that's another country, even though it's within the United Kingdom. Um, yeah, but that would also still apply to if I was flying to Nottingham, which is in the Midlands, and that's part of the. Okay. Part of England. All right. Yeah. So regardless of where I was to fly, I'd have to use my passport. And if I didn't have it with me, it's kind of like head off home. Hmm. <laughs> but that's in- that's interesting. Yeah. Well, America is just weird. <laughs> well, we got we got we got a lot of problems over here. <laughs> In case you've noticed, <laughs> <laughs> one of them's ginger. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> oh well we won't talk about that though i'm so pro- i'm sure you're probably sick of talking about him aren't you oh my god yeah <laughs> it's so bad just take us take us back great britain take us back oh you are welcome <laughs> come on over <laughs> i don't know if you know but on the uh white clips uh white cliffs of dover i think we've actually got a welcome map there now so, uh, yeah, because it seems to be like everyone from every other country is coming back over. So why not? <laughs> 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 yeah, I was going to say that also with regards to like politics, but briefly, because, you know, I'm not very into politics yeah. at all. But um, mm. I was actually watching the news and for the first time, I actually since because we've been doing this whole Brexit thing, right? Um, which I'll be honest with you, I have no idea what what it's about or anything. I just know that we're leaving the EU and I don't like the idea. 
But um, no. I think this is the first time or on the news I actually saw who our prime minister, you know, like our prime minister for right. a long, long time. And I was just like, right. well, you know, surely she should be in the public eye for a bit. But yeah, yeah, I guess she's got other mis- uh, missions and stuff at the moment. So yeah, she seems to be on the same uh, like um, wavelength as our uh, president here in the United States. Yeah, she seems pretty uh, ultra concerned. What like nationalistic? Is that is that correct for me saying that, or yeah. like very? Hmm. I, I'd say I'd say you were correct in that. Yeah, but then I guess it was probably awkward for her in a way because the. Um, God, I, I, everyone's uh, everyone's names are escaping me, but you know it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it's only yeah, the prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he as soon as like Brexit came out, he actually left, right? And it was decided that he wasn't going to be prime minister anymore. So, I, you know, <laughs> no. yeah. So, but there you go. That's life. Yes. <laughs> At least Skype. At least Skype works. Skype. Well, touch wood. Can <laughs> <laughs> you wood? I just did. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. This door right here is wood. Okay, I just knocked it. Okay, okay that's all right then. <laughs> what is your fondest memory from childhood? Oh, okay. Well, I, the fo- the fondest memories I have as a kid um, is going. I, I was very fortunate to go uh, every year with my family to Walt Disney World in in Orlando, Florida, which as an adult I'm trying to do that same tradition for my for my child and yeah. and we've been doing that the last few years so it's it's been great but I will say this too um while that was a great experience I think I I lost some other experiences of not being able to see the rest of the United States, uh, you know, you know, as an, as an adult now, I'm seeing more places that I've never been in within the United States and not going, you know, traveling, uh, the world. So I want to make for my, for my child, I want to have that same upbringing, but would like to take her to, you know, to other places. So she didn't like, you know, doesn't lose, you know, the, the kind of what I kind of lost. So, uh, yeah. Disney world is my fondest memories. Oh, you were there. <laughs> were you there recently or you were in Florida anyway, weren't you? Looking at I, was in, I, was, I went to Florida uh, last week because my, my uh, growing up, my, my family bought um, a second home. My dad bought a second home in, in Florida that we would go to uh, around Easter vacation and summer vacation. And um, it was about two hours away from Orlando, which is where Disney world is. Okay. Um, it's on the west coast of Florida by the Gulf of Mexico. So we would go there, spend some time in there in like a Florida community, um, which was much different than growing up in New York City. Yeah. As you can imagine. <laughs> I can, yeah. <laughs> so we would, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we would go there and um, then go to Disney World or, or whatever. But I went because uh, last uh, two weeks ago, my my mom, when she was vacationing down there with my dad and my sister and my nephew, she actually fell and and, and uh, broke her femur oh. bone and needed surgery. Yeah, so I wanted to come down there and be with my mom and take care of her for a little bit and uh, you know see her. So I flew down to that part of Florida that I actually haven't been since like 1999, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I spent I spent a couple of days there to be with her. Yeah. So, but yeah. So. 
but I will be in Florida again next month because I have to go to a conference for work. And it's in Orlando, and I will be at Disney World in the evenings. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> yes. Um, will you be taking – I know you're obviously there for a conference, but will you be taking your daughter or – Absolutely not. She'll be in school and I will be going to Disney World by myself. And she is very upset about that. <laughs> Bless her little I was cottons. like, guess who's going to Disney World and who's not? That's what I said. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe you can have a picture with Mickey or some or a princess. Yes. Yeah. I Oh, I'm going to take pictures with all the princesses and, and send them to her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with a little sign saying wish you were here <laughs> yeah right exactly <laughs> but you know they've got uh, children have got to learn haven't they <laughs> yes they do yeah and it's a, it's a great <laughs> lesson that you can't always get what you want because <laughs> you, you, you can't i think mick jagger poet uh mick jagger said that you can't always get what you want yeah exactly the, the british poet <laughs> <laughs> yes oh, i do i do love mick jagger so <laughs> well, the Rolling Stones, not Mick Jagger so right. much, but <laughs> mm. um, actually talking about music, what kind of music are you into? Rock and roll, oh, for the most awesome. part. Yeah, so I, I mean, I like all types of music, but I, I'm, a, I like rock and roll. I like rock music. So, of course, the greatest band ever is the Beatles. My opinion. I know there's like always a Beatles, Rolling Stones thing, but the Beatles is the greatest band ever. Um, so I like classic rock, like Black Sabbath, awesome. Led Zeppelin, uh, but where music really had a big impact on me was in the the nineties when I was in high school. Okay. So Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, Nirvana, Soundgarden, um, I like Jeff Buckley, uh, the, Tool. <gasps> um, okay. I've seen Tool. Yeah, yeah. I've seen Tool many times. Um, yeah, I, I I like you know Pantera, Slayer. Like I like a lot of metal too. Okay. But I I can appreciate metal. Like some of it I really like. But then there's some it's just a little bit too much for me. Because I used to play guitar in a band and stuff, so I like all types of, of rock music. But if you were to look at my phone and see the music on it, it's primarily um, the sounds of Seattle, or what came out of Seattle music during the nineties. Okay. So. Yeah, brilliant. Cause, um, yeah, cause I've been into heavy metal rock, you know, started off in sort of indie kind of music. Um, okay. at the, it, that was probably from about the age 14. So nice. it's been a long love. It's, you know, what, uh, what are you listening to with them? Um, I, again, when I got excited about Tool, um, oh, they're amazing. Yeah, they are. They're insane. It's, yep. um, yeah, it, it was just, they were the first experimental rock band that I ever was introduced to. And just the th fact that they use like almost thunder sounds and things like that in the background, you know, like they just yeah. use every, every sound possible to make their music, don't yeah, they? That, that's, that's um the the drummer Danny Carey. He has uh um he has like these things on his drum kit. They're called triggers. Okay. So they're so if, like he'll be drumming um like do you you know the song Push It? Mm -hmm. Yes. So so if you listen to uh in Push It, like there's like that drum beat, and then there's like in the background you can you hear at some point a little drum roll like sounds like sticks going like da -da -da -da. Yep. it's not him actually doing that at the moment he's hitting a little it's called a trigger uh, and it's a pre-recorded like track that he that he um 
that he recorded and it plays it out. So there's a lot of like sound effects. It's amazing. Like if you have you ever seen them live in concert? I have. Yeah, I saw them at a festival. So it wasn't. Um, yeah, it wasn't like just purely them. But right. Yeah. If you insane. can, if you can, if next time you get to see them again, because they're going to go, they're they're on tour again. Like a new album's coming out soon. Yeah. Um, you can see like if you look at his drum kit, there's like a. Uh, a computer next to it. He's got like a MacBook, okay. and and has like all this cool stuff. Uh, but it's not all just you know that you know all that's like technical stuff. He's an amazing drummer. You don't he doesn't need any of that stuff. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's he's amazing. Yeah, definitely. I think one of my favorite songs by them is Forty uh, Six and Two. Oh, it's great. Yeah, and have you seen the video to it as well? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's so creepy, but so awesome at the same time. It like really yep. feeds on my um because I love horror, so it really okay. feeds on my sort of horror love as well as everything else. So, well, their music videos. Uh, what's his name makes them? That guy Adam Jones, who's the who's the guitar player of Tool. Yeah. He, he used to work for this famous special effects guy in Hollywood called, uh, his name was Stan Winston. Stan Winston made Jurassic Park. He did special effects for Jurassic Park. He did Robocop special effects. Uh, he's just like a famous Hollywood. I met him years ago, but he passed away since then. Oh, oh if you like horror, you know the movie Pumpkinhead? No, I've never seen it. No. Uh, it's like, it's an old silly, like horror, independent horror film. He directed it. But anyway, okay. Adam Jones, Adam Jones worked for him. Oh, wow. So like, you know, the sober video, all that, like the claymation stuff. Yeah. Adam Jones, Adam Jones made that. Yeah. And it's because he worked, he knew how to do all that stuff because he works for Stan Winston. Oh, well, that, that's incredible. Cause, um, yeah, just like everything about their videos just, oh, just Pre- screams everything yeah, amazing, doesn't it? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, you know, again, like with regards to vocalists, I mean, Maynard is amazing. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Um, do you like a perfect circle as well then? Love them. Yeah. Love them, love them. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, actually, there was a listener a listener question as well, but... Did, what, I had, what, I put my finger in last? Is that one of them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's one of them. That's from um, that's from Toffa at uh, yes. the Master Debaters podcast. The Master Debaters, which I'm going to be doing their podcast soon too. So I'm, I, I can imagine their questions are going to be a, a lot different than yours. Yes, they're going <laughs> to they're going to be a lot. Yeah, like, brace yourself. Like how many how many vegans have you fingered? <laughs> <laughs> well, you. <laughs> I'm, That's what it's going to be. Yeah, basically, you're going to experience a couple of them in a minute because um, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Toffer has uh, Toffer, who is one of the guys. Um, he has sent me a few messages, but um, uh, oh, great! <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> I love the fact that we had like a little um, a little debate on uh, you know like a little fight on uh, Twitter as well. But it's always it's always playful because we're actually friends so cool uh, there's a girl on my uh facebook page um called lauren does well i think it is okay she actually has said because it's just popped up oh ask him if he'll come see tool with me only tool fan that i know <laughs> and then i've just responded to her saying nah, actually i am too so <laughs> um yeah so if you fancy coming to the uk We'll go with you. I would you. love to. That's awesome. <laughs> I would love to go to UK. All right. So getting back to that other question you had, if you can go anywhere in the world. Yep. I did say all of Europe, but I would love to see London. Yeah. London is impressive. I also recommend sort of seeing, you know, kind of my 
Oh God, I was going to say my area, but that sounds really rude, doesn't it? (laughs) But my local area, I don't know if that's better, because it is so picturesque. It's like rolling fields and there's, um, you know, the sea at the doorstep and everything as well. So if if you're in London, it's not far. It's not far. It's only like a couple hours on the train. Okay. Yeah, so if you fancy coming down for the day, I'll show you around. I'll show you a giant man with uh, who's been painted in chalk on the grass. <laughs> and he's also naked as well, so... <laughs> Oh, wonderful! <laughs> it's the highlight of my uh, uh, the highlight of Dorset. That and <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, so we'll definitely have to see you in the UK. Okay. Um. So I'm assuming is it uh, Staten Island that you've always grown up in? For the most part, but I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. I was okay. born in Brooklyn and lived there for about a year. But then I grew up in St- yeah, I grew up in Staten Island. Yeah. And what was it like growing up there? It was well. <laughs> When you're a kid, you don't really know what's you know going on, what the surroundings were. So growing up as a kid, it seemed very um, you know pleasant. Uh, Staten Island is a quieter part of New York City. It's more it's residential. Yeah. Um, now uh, you know it's still residential, but I would say there's about six hundred thousand people that live on Staten Island, and it's about fifteen miles long. Um, there's a lot of like wetland protected parks on Staten Island. So there's a lot of green on Staten Island. You wouldn't think it, but there actually is. Um, growing up, it was, uh, you know, it was pleasant, but at the same time, what was happening in the 1980s, um, there was a, a lot of, uh, like the Italian mafia. Oh, okay. Like, uh, yeah, that was, they, um, they lived like on Staten Island, but, but you know, and conducted a lot of business out here and things like that. So, while it was pretty to look at, you know, behind the scenes, there was some really awful things going on. Yeah. Um, so I grew up around that, yeah. <laughs> you know, somebody who of his parents uh, was, you know, in witness protection or went off to federal prison or things like that. So there was a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff like that going on. So you also, you kind yeah, of, uh, no, that's okay. Sorry, I cut you off a little bit. But um, yeah. I was going to say, it's hard with Skype sometimes. You do tend to do that. But um, yeah. yeah, it's uh, so you kind of grew up before you grew up in a way. So mentally. Yeah, yes and yes and no. Because, but I would say that it was it was hidden very well so that you could have, a, you could be a kid. Uh, but in other parts of the city, it wasn't really hidden so well there were you know you would see people you know dead on the streets and things like that during a bad time but you didn't see that on staten island um it was it was it was hidden so you could have that childhood but then grow up and then and then understand like oh this isn't what it seems like you know what's going on here this is not just a pizzeria but it's a front for guns (laughs) you know it's a front for drugs right drugs and things like that so you so it's an illusion um, but it was pleasant, but it's also a very, it's a very weird place that island politically. And, uh, I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm really not. If I had a choice, I, I which I don't, uh, I would move, uh, I would move back to Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's more, it's more of, uh, my people <laughs> in Brooklyn, my like-minded people. Yeah, I'm not a fan, but I I got to live here for a little while longer. Yeah, well, that's I mean, you know, uh, especially in places like New York, um, you've got right. to live where you can afford, haven't you? So 
Right. And it's very expensive in New York. And people assume that, you know, you live in New York, you must be wealthy or whatever. No, it's very tough to be a New Yorker in New York. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people are moving away. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not that easy. No, cause I'm, when I speak to, uh, cause I've got friends in London, for example. Um, mm. and you know, when I speak to them and I find out like, how much how much they pay for rent and things like that i'm like blown away i it's it's quite expensive where i live as well but compared to london it's it's really cheap <laughs> so yeah yeah <laughs> but um yeah again like you said it's just you have to just live where you can afford and everything isn't it so yep yep with regards to um the boroughs of yeah. New York, because um, you know que- the uh, sorry Queens has always had a bit of a bad rap for a bit. It has. It has? Oh, has it? Uh, am I? Uh, am I? Well, uh, I mean, it's a, it's fine there. Um, I, I think that the, the 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 boroughs that get the baddest rap um, is the Bronx. Sorry, my apologies. Uh, that was the one I meant. Oh, yeah. yeah, the Bronx. Yeah, yeah, the Bronx. The the Bronx is uh, there's a. a the, the southern part of the Bronx is very um, is very poor, okay. and and that's where uh, the New York Yankees play, like the, the baseball team. Yep. And you would think like that neighborhood would be very nice because like the, one of the greatest sports franchises in history uh, play there. Of course not. It's it's uh, it's not taken care of. No. But there are there are places in the Bronx that are very actually very wealthy. Um, but uh, yeah, the Bronx kind of gets a bad rap, but then Staten Island gets a bad rap in a sense that it's kind of like they call it the forgotten borough. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> because a lot of like services or or are, are, are not necessarily um, you won't necessarily find them in Staten Island or if they're here, like the, the mass transit and things like that. It's not as reliable as it is, let's say, if you're in Manhattan or Brooklyn. Um, but yeah. Yeah, because I remember seeing an old um, Tenderloids sketch. I think it was when oh. <laughs> um, Q was going around interviewing people. Um, oh, yeah, 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 saying, yeah. Um, what's the five boroughs of, you know, New York? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and people were saying, New Jersey? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, it's a completely different state. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even I knew that. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, dear. So um, how much involvement did you actually have with regards to the Tenderloins at the beginning? I, I'm, I met, um, I met uh, Sal... Um, I, the first person I met was Sal. I met him around 2005, maybe, or 2004, mm. uh, at this bar called the Cargo Cafe, uh, uh, where he was a bartender at, and I lived down the street. Um, and uh, around 2005-ish, they, uh, after you know, getting to know him and Quinn, because him and Quinn are the first guys I met from 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 there. Yeah. Um, they were at the time Quinn wasn't in the tenderloins. He was, uh, he actually had just came back from living in Los Angeles with Brian Johnson. Oh, right. Okay. Um, and then he like joined the fire department. So like when I first met Quinn, he had a shaved head. That was because he was in the fire academy. Yeah. And that's what they do. Like when you're in the, the like the boot camp of the fire academy, they, they shave your head. <laughs> um, what do you call? So I met Quinn and Sal and Sal had told me about. You know, his relationship with Kevin Smith and knowing them and Quinn's relationship with Kevin Smith. And I always, I had worked in production for a little bit, like, but that was always like my dream as a kid to be a filmmaker. 
So I would always do like some creative things here and there and, and work professionally and sometimes at some stuff. Uh, and I said, Hey, if you ever think of, if you ever need any help, uh, please, you know, let, let me know. He's like, Oh, absolutely. So I'm thinking he's probably like never going to call me. Mm-hmm. And then like months later, I get like a text message from him saying, Hey, we're shooting something today. Would you want to help him? Like, yeah, absolutely. So it was, a uh, it was a meat sale inappropriate, which was the first one that, uh, we did, uh, this video. Um, and that pretty much sparked a lot of other videos. So I, for, for, the, for the most part, I was always the guy who was the go-to guy for like to be a cameraman or just, they needed an extra person in the background or, or this yeah. and that. So it was always reliable. So I pr- primarily became their cameraman, uh, along with, um, Joe Gatto's cousin, this guy, Mike Pilato, yeah. who, um, who has a podcast, a PBR podcast? Yes, I listened to that one as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a great, that's a great show. So Mike, um, Mike's Joe's cousin, and he uh, he's also a filmmaker. So it, it would either be uh, Mike or myself. But it's funny because back then I there were some things that I did, and Mike was filming me, but I didn't know Mike. So like he was just behind the camera. It wasn't until years later we became friends, <laughs> which is funny. Um, <laughs> so so early on, I, I did a lot of the uh, the camera stuff. Uh, I was like the go to person for that. And we did a couple of pilots. Uh, one was this one for Spike TV that uh, we shot a pilot for them, and I was a, I had a small part in it. Um, uh, I was in a scene with Joe Gatto, which was a lot of fun to do, but ultimately Spike TV didn't uh, pick up the show. Then after that, we did another pilot that was in some film festivals. That was a lot of funny. I got to play a doctor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then after that, I get a, a call from or a text from, I, I think it was Quinn. I think it was James or Sal saying, um, you know, we're going to we're trying something different. Meet us at Quinn's apartment. And I go there and we that day we make what would become the uh, sizzle reel, which is like basically like a little portfolio that you would present to uh, networks that would basically become Impractical mm-hmm. Jokers. Oh, wow. So, so yeah. you had all of that input and they still won't put you on the bloody TV I'm show. I'm not on the goddamn TV show. What the hell? <laughs> get the yeah, damn ones, know, Impractical get, Jokers. Get me on Impractical Oh, I'm in the background. I can just like, I'm not a dancer, but I'll dance in the background, like past the screen. You don't even have to do it for my kid, for Christ's sake. <laughs> I mean, so she could see her father on, on, on TV. Yeah, no, it's, it's fine. You know, it's, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't care. I kid around with that, yeah. but it would be fucking nice. You know, it, it would be a nice bookend. It's like, yeah, you know, I remember back in the day we used to do all these things. They became famous. They sold out Madison Square Garden, all these fucking places. And look, we got the guy on the TV show. They're not doing. I, I have. I'm, I'm looking at my phone every day, and I, I don't see. Instead, I get texts from Quinn like, "Hey, you want to go on a ghost hunt?" And we know how that turned out. So that's the type of things I get invited to. Like you know, tell them Steve Dave stuff, which is great. I love it. But let me just for my kid, let me get on the fucking show for a second in the background. I don't have to say anything. Anyway. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it, it's fine. I, I'm so happy and proud of them. It's 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 every time I see them on TV or hear somebody talk about them, like in public, like it just makes me smile. Yeah. Well, that's that's good because you know at the end of the day they are your friends as well, aren't they? So yeah. Even though I don't get to see them anymore, no. Unless I'm like doing like you know something like with Quinn. Quinn's the one I see the most now, and it's always like we tell him Steve that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that's good. That's good because yes, um, yes, yes. You know, they keep me around. They keep me around. Yeah, and obviously, tell him Steve. If you went hadn't been on television, Steve, Dave, then the Ant Hill wouldn't know about you. I know, and I'm starting to think maybe if I had a time phone, if I can change all of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you could no longer be ghost pussy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> or the weeping yeah. ant. <laughs> Is it? Let me see. Uh, not be called ghost pussy. Or get to go do a lot of different cool things. I don't, I don't know. I like doing the cool things, but that fucking ghost pussy. I don't know. Nah, it's all fun. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it. Well, within reason, eh? <laughs> yeah. If you did have a time machine, would you go back and uh, go into the haunted house so that you were no longer ghost pussy? Um, I don't know. Like... Uh, See, okay, so let me, let me briefly tell you the history of that place that they were at. Okay. So, you know who Geraldo Her- Rivera is? Journalist, personality, whatever. Okay. Geraldo, you ever hear of him? Um, I'm not familiar, no. Okay, okay. So, in the 19, early 1970s, um, he was, you know, starting out as an investigative journalist. And on Staten Island, there was this... Um, state facility called Willowbrook, which is a neighborhood in San Juan, but it was like a Willowbrook psychiatric, you know, whatever. And he found out that they were abusing um, the people, the residents that were in there, that were that were uh, in this uh, this home. So somehow he got a hold of like a key that a doc, like a staff member, gave him. So he went, w- took that key, went in, and and with a camera crew. And recorded all of this, these atrocities that these people were like left, like, like sleeping in their shit and piss. And they were like totally abused, all of these people. Uh, and oh, so sad, sad. And, um, you know, it led to the place, the facility closing down, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's funny. And years later, it became a college that I went to. So, uh, uh, <laughs> the, the, yeah, the campus, that campus turned into a college that was supposedly haunted, but I never heard anything. <laughs> so um, they made use, anyway. they made good use of their um, buildings in oh, Staten yes. Island. <laughs> yes, 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 they did. It's a beautiful college, beautiful campus. Um, but parts of it was kind of scattered into like a couple of different areas on Staten Island. And some of it is actually still used today that's owned by the state. And then there's some that kind of just left. And you ever hear the band Anthrax? Yes. So Anthrax years ago filmed the music video actually in these ruins of of this place. And there's some horror movies that were filmed there, or whatever. And as a kid, that this th- where this place is located is not really near where I grew up on Staten Island. Like if I was a kid, I would have to have an adult drive there. But as a kid, I would I would hear people say, "Hey, do you ever go to you know the the Willowbrook uh, whatever?" I was like, "No, it was South Beach. What it was like all those." crazy stuff i was like no like oh it's pretty cool it's like abandoned hospital there's all there's um there's still medical um machines there and beds and there's uh the rosters of all the um uh, of the patients and all the equipment still there it's like in ruins i was like no i've never been there so i've always heard of it as a kid but never went there because it was far away from where i live and a buddy of mine uh like my best friend who's like a photographer artist in like the uh, late 90s he went in there and took like these beautiful like pictures of of this of this area uh that was just ruins like of of this place so cool i still never been there so one day after all this you know years later quinn i get a text message hey you want to go on a ghost hunt (laughs) (laughs) and uh i go to quinn's old apartment and i when i get there walt's there 
he he had already been filming the first season of Impractical Jokers, but it never aired. And he says, hey, you want to see the first episode of, of Impractical Jokers? I was like, yeah, fuck, yeah. So I'm watching that, like the rough cut of it, waiting for everybody to come. So Brian and Walt, I guess Suzanne at the time, they come there. And we wait on the New Jersey paranormal team. They they come there. Oh, and they uh, pee they all, over, all over. Brian's. Yeah, they pee all over Q's toilet. <laughs> all of a seat. Yep, they piss all over a seat. Um, then we go to to the to the what do you call it? to uh, to the this, uh, this Willowbrook this 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 place. Now I kind of know where it is, but not exactly. So we drive there. I follow them, and it's it's. Um, it's off of like a main road and on the fence things that say, you know, um, uh, no trespassing, New York state property violators will be prosecuted, you know, all this crazy shit. So it wasn't like someone off the beaten path. It was in the middle of a neighborhood, like, and where I parked my car was on a street in a neighborhood. Like, you know, so if anybody can see me, so we're walking up to it. I'm like, oh, shit, cause I had just gotten a, a, uh, I was, my, my daughter was just born like a couple of months prior, I think, to that. And I had just gotten my job, like not too long before that, maybe a year or two before that, with the state of New York, <laughs> like, you know, the, a college, <laughs> yeah. with a college. And uh, I was like, shit. I was like, what the fuck can I get in trouble? Like, what if something happens, I get in trouble? You know, at the time, Quinn was a fireman. He, he was saying, if something happens, he'll just show his, his shield to the cops. I was like, you know what, I'm not going to chance this. I'm just going gonna, gonna to wait out here. If I see anything, if I hear any cops, whatever, I'll, 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 I'll give you a text message. So I sat in my car for like an hour and a half, uh, in the dark <laughs> on the street. <laughs> right. <clears throat> if anything, I look suspicious because, you know, I'm sitting on a, you know, on a street in a car by myself. And then I, I eventually just left. And then I go to the secret stash and I see Brian Johnson there. And I said, Hey, Brian, what's going on? He's like, Hey, did you hear your beating? I was like, what are you talking about? And, uh, Basically, he was mentioning he he was referencing to the uh, to the Overkill episode, the one that they recorded that I was in, you know I was waiting outside where they just pretty much make fun of me the whole time, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you get for being a law-abiding citizen, folks. <laughs> Especially with telling Steve, Dave, or Brian yes. Johnson in general. Yes. yes, yes. And let me just say this: when it comes to paranormal stuff, I. I, I'll be a first to admit I watch like those those TV shows where ghosts and stuff because I am interested, but I really don't believe in it. Mm. I, I don't. I I'm, I don't believe in it. I want to believe in it. Like I want to see a ghost. I do. Yeah. Because like if we see that, then we know that there's something else after this. Yeah, it's a it's a good confirmation because um yes. my um my mum my brother and my sister-in-law are all um they're all spiritualists okay um i'm not <laughs> i'm completely okay. like the opposite basically i'm very right. skeptical but um right. yeah it's kind of like if if they came home and said um cuz my dad has passed away but um he they actually went to a um i don't know one of their one of their spiritual things and yeah. um seance <laughs> yeah i don't think it was a seance it was something it was something else um but they basically i joked around because i said that if dad comes through i want him to say tree because his name was robert 
So obviously backwards is treble. So um, okay. yeah, so I said, you know, I was just joking around singing the treble mints are a weenie bit stronger, stick them up your bum and they last a bit longer, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> um, and while they were there, the actual medium actually said the word tre- uh, treble and they said there was a uh, there was a brood song that was sang. So, you know, it was kind of, I wasn't there personally. But I was like, well, that's kind of confirmation that, you know, maybe something does exist out there, you know, Um, you know, but, you know, my dad's walking around on my shoulder anyway, miniature version, you know, with his, (laughs) with his bald head and his little um, wings. So, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, it's funny. So my my mom, um, she goes to like, we all have the same dentist. Okay. And, you know, do you ever go to a dentist and they give you like, I guess it's called the sweet air. It's like that, that, um. It calms you down. I think Brian Johnson had it when he, he talked about going to the dentist. Like they yeah. put this gas that most relax you. Um, yes. I never had it done. Maybe I had it done when I was a kid for a cavity. But my mother, every time she goes to the dentist, she requests it. And, and she gets – and every time she gets it, she sees her parents. Oh, like, wow. and my, like my Yeah, and what's crazy is – my grandfather will tell her things that will happen. Oh, okay. Like my my mother can't wait to go to the dentist all the time because she was so close with her father, like her parents. Oh. Um, and she just loves going to the dentist to get this, you know, this the called sweet air or whatever. And she she talks to her dad. Oh. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> it's so odd. Like, and he like he'll say things that like I will say that you know have happened or whatever. But I don't know. But my mom's a very religious woman. She's very Catholic. But. Um, I don't know if I see a ghost, believe me, I can't, I would be so happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although I don't want to become a ghost because I'm trying to live as long as I can. That I'm afraid to die young. That's my fear. Yeah. <laughs> is th- my fear is to become a ghost, but before my time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's it. But other than that, no, I don't, I'm not, I'm not afraid of ghosts or whatever. I'm afraid of becoming a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think you'll be all right for a little bit longer. Uh, all right, good, thank you. Yeah. I can use that. <laughs> Quite a lot longer. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, the yeah, and I was going to say, but also when you become a ghost, you can get up to no- all sorts, though, can't you? You can just like haunt people and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. Do, I wouldn't do. Yeah, I wouldn't do that though. No. I mean, I would definitely. I definitely watch people in the shower. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> would you want to mess with people though wouldn't you want to like no nah, uh, nah, unless they were bad no i mean mess with people in a fun way i don't mean um in a nah, bad way if i can prove that ghosts were real maybe i would mess with people like to like hey we're, we're real yeah but wouldn't wouldn't like that might have it, it might be either that's against the rules because we never really see that right that would be happening all the time or there's nothing out there yeah (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know or you can't because like you know you slip into another world after you die i don't know this is why this conversation is really going some i i this is like uh what do you call um over overkill overkill yeah (laughs) zoom (laughs) zoom (laughs) or zoom because i'm actually recording you on a zoom device (laughs) nice awesome (laughs) yeah so um yeah the very deep 
very deep conversation this time of night. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not that late for you, is it? But <laughs> oh, it might be a little scary for you to go to bed now. It's eleven thirty over there, eleven twenty-five. Yeah, exactly, eleven twenty-five. So All right, you- we better we better make this funny, so you don't have any nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> I can always put something funny on the telly before I go to sleep. <laughs> okay. Um, very good. Yeah. So well, let's move on before we both get scared. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I'm in a ba- I'm in a dark basement right now talking to you, and I'm looking at the end like into a black like hole, like you know where the uh, where the uh, furnace is. So something might be popping out of there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little scared. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, take some take some photographs. You might you know you might see something come out of that. Okay, I'm going upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll be fine. <laughs> yes. I'm going to sit outside in my driveway in my car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just in case. <laughs> At least you can get a quick mm. get- getaway if anything did happen. Mm. <laughs> Are you watching anything on Netflix? I just finished, um, as far as TV shows on Netflix, a series, uh, there's a German, I recommend it's a German show called Dark. I've just finished watching that myself. Isn't that, wasn't that amazing? It's amazing, seriously. It's so good. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the voices didn't match the characters. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. I think... It's all right. I think a part of me would have preferred to have possibly watched it in German, but with English subtitles. Okay. But... Yeah, it was very, very good. I agree with you. Very good. I totally recommend that. Um, yeah. What else? Uh, I just finished a film, the original film on Netflix called Mute. Okay. With uh, Alexander Skarsgård is in it, Paul Rudd, and uh, Justin Thoreau. It's kind of weird, but uh, I like all those guys, so I gave it a shot. It was kind of weird. If you want to check that out, that's yeah. you're a fan of those guys, I would check it out. Yeah. Um, all the Mar- I guess Jessica Jones is coming back next week. <gasps> Oh, is uh, it? From I, Marvel? I didn't yeah. realize that. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, I like Jessica Jones. Yeah. Do you guys get the same? Because um, I know the countries are different with Netflix. Like some countries have different things, and yeah. Like, do you are you on the same with, with the United States? Like, like does does Jessica Jones come out next week for you, or or no? Um. Well, I haven't seen anything about it, so I don't know. Okay. Um, I don't know yet. There's not been any sort of pop ups you know sort of saying okay. this is coming up or anything right right um i think we are possibly a week behind okay um possibly but i don't know i know with regards to tv programs for example like walking dead uh, we are yeah we're a week You're behind, behind right? that yeah okay yeah so and programs like comic book men we can't bloody get <laughs> really no you don't get it there oh man that's ridiculous yeah you know another english-speaking country you know you'd think it would be over here (laughs) right exactly it's one of my biggest peeves so but i and kevin smith is big in the uk i mean i'm surprised he is he is so big in over here um i got to actually meet him last year um at cool. london film and comic-con and i've never shook so much in all my life i was he's it, he's such a lovely guy isn't he but yeah he's sweet sweet guy yeah but still it was kind of the adrenaline sort of thing right he? right of course yeah yeah i met him i met him a couple of years ago uh in the store when he was doing a signing sweet guy him and jay i was talking to yeah and then i last september i did a uh i did a roast me brian uh me johnson uh, mike and ming and a bunch of other people we we did the roast of brian o'halloran oh yeah you know from clerks absolutely yeah, we did it was a, it was it was a live roast and kevin actually came and opened it up 
Uh, he was there. He was next to me, like, you know, before he got on. Uh, but I didn't want to bother him. Yeah. You know, he they had just filmed Comic Book Men all day, and he was probably getting on a plane the next, you know, the next morning. I didn't want to bother him. But I know I could have, you know, I could have, like, said, hey, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, but I, I just wanted to give him his space. Yeah. But he's a really sweet guy. He is. And it's so sad. It, well, I mean, it's so sad what happened to him just lately with his heart attack. Yeah. But at the same time, it, it's in true Kevin Smith fashion, he's just taking it, like, as if it's not as if it's nothing because he realizes that it you know something bad happened but he's just being so positive about it or yeah you know yeah he's great I, yeah it's awesome he was just like i don't know if um i don't know if you listen to the ralph report do you or no no but i've i've read uh i, I read like some of the posts but I know he did do an interview with him. I was thinking about checking it out. Yeah. Um, well, the Ralph report is um, it's it's sort of all on Patreon, but um, it's like three dollars a month or up to twenty dollars a month. So okay. Um, so it's, it's a it's a reasonable cost if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, the interview that he did it was just so. It was so amazing, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was it was the fact that he was more worried about the doctors and uh, nurses actually seeing, you know, like seeing his small penis <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> over everything else, you know. But that's funny. <laughs> but then, you know, that is who he is, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> right. Yeah, but yeah, I've I've been a big fan of of his work again. So around again, the age of like. 14 15 age so he's had a big impact on my life and it my heart nearly i nearly ate my heart um you know like the fact that you know i found out that he'd had the heart attack Uh, obviously he posted a picture of himself and put out the tweet so i knew he was okay but just the fact that you know something had happened to him just yeah and i couldn't even begin to imagine what like his family were going through you know what i mean right yeah yeah, that I was feeling like that. So it must have been a hundred times worse for them, obviously. But but you know, he's here still to tell the tale. He's here. He's fighting back, and I think he said he's a vegetarian. Yes, he did. <laughs> he did say he's vegetarian. Um, Let's see. Now Johnson will probably make fun of him too and call him gay and things. You know, <laughs> I think I think he might give him like a couple of weeks at least. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> actually, it would be interesting because um, obviously. I haven't had to tell him Steve Dave recently and I'm wondering if um you know like how they're all feeling about it really as well because obviously they're close I I was just at the stash today I was at I was in New Jersey and I passed by the stash and I saw Gidham and uh, Mike and I was talking to them and uh Mike was like, like yeah it's crazy you know uh so but yeah he's doing okay he's doing all right yeah well that's the main thing isn't it yeah also going back to Netflix yeah. Another thing that I've been watching, um, well, I've just started watching, so I'm not 100% sure if it's any good at this point, but is Altered Carbon. Oh, it's so good. Oh, you have seen yeah, it? Yeah, okay. yeah, watch that. Okay, yes, the, yes, yes. At the moment, it's like, it kind of reminded me very much of like, almost like The Matrix yeah. in, in some yeah, ways. It's, it's very odd. Yeah. It, 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 it is and it isn't. But yeah, that is a good comparison. Yeah. But it's it's but it's different. The sleeves is is other people is like other bodies. You can like download your consciousness into other bodies and you become that body. So yeah. the matrix is kind of like that in a sense, but like you can 
have multiple sleeves in, in, if you have money in, in, I guess yeah. in this world, uh, where, um, you know, it's, it's a confusing, it was a little bit in the beginning, I was kind of like, well, what's the hell's going on here? Mm-hmm. And then, and then I was also like, wow, Netflix has got some money. Like it was like a lot of a great budget for that, for that show. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, because I think I'm still at like the confusing stage because I'm yeah. like just watched episode two. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, you got away to go. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely going to give it a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, at the moment I'm sort of like, I really, I know that I'm going to like this, but I'm just not sure <laughs> you right, know right. about it. At this point. It's, it's, it's a little bit. It's a little bit too much all at once. Yes, but um, yeah, definitely. And it's probably one of those things as well that if you sort of, I don't know if it is obviously at this point because I again I haven't watched it, but um, if like if I was to watch it back again, probably things would probably make more sense to, after watching it all. Probably, but it's too much time. There's so many other shows to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, or podcasts that edit in my case as well. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, obviously, just going to talk about What Say You for a minute. Okay. Um, I have got a listener question related to it, so sure, I sure. do apologise. <laughs> yes. No, no, not at all. <laughs> we'll go back to listener questions at the sort of towards um, after I've done mine, basically. Okay. Um, but as the producer of What Say You, <laughs> producing bowel movements <laughs> absolutely I'm, I'm just a director i'm just re, re i'm just changing my my title to the director of the complaint department <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah definitely um but at the same time you did great things for the podcast so you got eh. you know you got a couple of things you got the the followers and things like that i was actually gonna say would what would you recommend to help me get my podcast out there. Obviously, I'm within a network, the New Pod World Order Network, so I know that they do a lot of advertising for me, but just my own little well, thing. I think, I think you found it. I think just keep on, I guess, keep on doing it. Keep active on Twitter. One of the things that was the what Sal and Quinn didn't do with their Twitter account, uh, they weren't active on it, and they didn't have time, you know, because they, they're doing their <laughs> – you know, TV stardom thing. So when I came on to the show with them, I had said, uh, you know, you guys don't tweet enough. And they had about 40,000 followers, mm. which, you know, that's a lot to you and I. Yeah. Um, but I said, that's not for, for people with their stature. That didn't seem like enough. And um, the way to increase that is to just be active with it. And I was very active with that Twitter account for a while. And we, ha- we now we, we have uh, around a hundred and close to 190,000 followers. Yeah. Um, but you know, with them, it helps because of their, the TV show and people, it, it, if you look, um, I don't know how it is in the UK what, what, in the charts, but in the American charts, sometimes what say you charts higher than, um, tell them Steve Dave, you know, uh, in the charts, like in the top 100 yeah. podcasts and comedy. So that's a, that's a show that's been pretty dormant for a while. Uh, versus a show like Tell Him Steve Dave that's weekly. And that has to do, that speaks volumes to their, 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 uh, star power with being on TV and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but anyway, I know. All right. So go to the, the listener question. Was there a what say you listener question? Uh, there is. Let me go 
to it a second. Okay, well, it's not really a question. It's more of a demand. Um, oh, yes. Go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just, uh, just finding mm-hmm. it a second. Right, okay. So, um, listener question is from Martin Holmes. And he okay. says, "Hi, Martin. Hi. <laughs> I'm going to say hi on behalf of him. Hi. Um, <laughs> ask him to chain Q and Sal down to the table and get them yep. to record some new what say you. Ha ha. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree very much. I I I stop asking, but I I will say this. Uh, Sal, no, no, it was Quinn made an announcement to me that there is going to be new what say you in 2018." <gasps> And possibly, I'm possibly setting something up with another, well, I don't want to say if it doesn't happen, but let's just put it this way. It's another movie franchise. Okay. uh, And a live event. Ah, okay. Brilliant. But it's all on contingent with Sal and Quinn's schedule, which is a nightmare. So, but I had lunch with somebody that has power <laughs> over stuff like that in the film industry a couple of weeks ago. And he had this idea and I was like, Oh, that's amazing. And I texted Brian. I was like, Hey, you want to do this thing? He's like, yes, but you know, yeah. So we'll see. Maybe something might be happening. Uh, summerish ah. in New York, in New York city ish. Uh, that has to do with a movie ish. <laughs> and maybe what say you, <laughs> maybe what say and you what say ish will be there <laughs> and listeners going to be there and Sal and Gwen there and some other. Yeah. Maybe, but it's all about, about their schedule. If they say yes, and I lock it down. It's going to be pretty awesome. Oh, well, that would be. That's all I can say. Yeah. Is it, is it nugget? <laughs> is he coming? He's... It is not nugget. <laughs> I, but it's funny. I have nugget. I have that costume. So when we did the Fast and the Furious movie, what do you call it? The uh, Fast and the Furious, um, live show and all that stuff. We had a buddy of ours that used to be in the, the Tenderloin sketches too with, with me, uh, a longtime friend of ours. He wore a Nugget Bear costume. I, I bought it like on Amazon or no, I bought it on some like website has costumes, and I still have it in the like the trunk of my car. A bear costume. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you've murdered a so, bear. <laughs> if, if I ever get pulled over by the police and I demand to see my trunk, uh, there's a lot of explaining to do. <laughs> well, um, I've got uh, you know because obviously Nugget, you know, well we don't get Nugget over here because he's the American honey bear. So, um, but I did actually get somebody um, sent me some Nugget lube. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really funny that's just on display <laughs> never <Nice>. been used <laughs> um yeah so yeah that was quite funny to actually see and everything so yeah awesome very nice <laughs> yes yeah so fingers mm-hmm. crossed then that we are actually going to get yes something. i really i hope so because it's such a great idea and it'll be a lot of fun and it's it's really just up to sal and quinn uh and their schedule yeah um it'll be it'll it'll be really really cool that's all i can say okay all right well i won't pry anymore then um yes (laughs) i'll do some prying when we're over (laughs) yes yes um with again with regards to what say you what's the weirdest tweet or email that you've ever received because obviously you get some you get some crazy ij action don't you probably yeah, but now we get, I get a lot of, 
weird stuff that I kept them in for a while. I started keeping them in a weird folder. Mm. <laughs> like, but um, is it just called weird folder? Or? No, it's like it's all it's a couple of different folders. Uh, but there was this one. I don't know if it was a joke, and if it was a joke, it was brilliant. <laughs> um, it was somebody like that sent their resume and reasons why they should be an assistant on the show or something. Okay. And the resume was just fucking crazy. (laughs) It was, but it was like, bro, like, I don't know if this person was, is, was just fucking with me or what, but it was just, it was so long. Like it was such a long out written email and bullet points as to why they would be, you know, good at this job, whatever. Like it was for like an internship or something they wanted. (laughs) It was pretty bizarre. It was sent to me like two or three times, like within a couple of different like months, like it would span like a few different months. I didn't even respond to it because I was kind of creeped out. I was like, what if this person is like going to like find me and like, you know, wear me like wear like a a Chris Lodondo, like skin suit or something. (laughs) Well, like just peel, like peel me off and just wear like, like my face on his face. But like a scene from um, a a hundred thousand corpses or whatever. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Like just wear like a Chris Lodondo skin suit and like be on the new tell him Steve Dave. Like where's Chris? Like here he is. (laughs) Like, you know, he's coming like, so yeah, I was like, I'm not even going to answer this because I don't know if this guy's joking around or he's dead serious. So yeah, I was like, I'm not going to mess with this one. (laughs) I'm tough, but I'm not that tough. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and there's a different form of tougher, isn't there? Like um, yeah. being tough behind a uh, TV, uh, you know, behind a computer screen. Oh, yeah, being- yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. We all know those type of so-called tough people. Yeah. <laughs> those trolls. <laughs> yes. Oh. That miraculously, when I'm in person, everybody's so nice. Yeah. But like sometimes the, the haters on, on Twitter or whatever are really nasty. But like when you go out live, into the world nobody is all tough all of a sudden no everybody's either quiet they're either quiet or they're very friendly i think it's because they realize i'm six foot 220 pounds and can probably choke them to death <laughs> <laughs> probably. do you um you probably don't but do you remember meeting me um yes yeah in, in may brooklyn right yeah yeah because i came over to brooklyn yeah i got very shy but also yes. i was just um i don't know i think it, you know i got shy but also i was really tired that evening you know because i, I was, can imagine you were jet lag yeah i think it was jet lag for the entire week so yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah when it was uh it was starting at about 11 o'clock wasn't it or 12 o'clock or something and I was which like, is like four in the morning over there yeah. by you or three in the morning yeah and yeah, i know i feel your pain <laughs> yeah i was no party animal at that point i was just like is that the only time i met you or i met you more than once i think i might have been twice right um no i think that was the I think that's the only time that we've actually met because um, we were going to meet when I came over to New York last time, but I was really ill. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you, yeah. Yeah, I needed, well, not needed you to, but I wanted you to sign my uh, my vinyl, so. Oh, yes. Yes. I will sign it one day. Yes, indeed you will. <laughs> and, and and devalue it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I accidentally got James Murray to sign it. I was on the cruise and um, <laughs> I was like, I, um, I was... Basically, I was on my floor and he came out of the lift and I was like, oh, oh, hello. (laughs) (laughs) I said, can you sign this for me, please? And he was like, he was so lovely. And um, and I said to him, you're not actually on this at all, are you? And he went, no. I went, oh, well, sign it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Thing is, though, I'm never going to sell that. It's, It's for me and 
you know, it's my little goal to try and get at least everyone or or at least the main people that are like telling yeah. Steve Tape's family in there. So, yeah, I think it's it's easy to get probably the people that were actually at the roast, like you know, mm. that that didn't mail in stuff, that didn't do the uh, the recordings, like the so you can get Mike Ming Johnson, Quinn Walt, get him, yeah. me. Uh, I got Frank uh, Five. Who else was there? Sunday Jeff. <laughs> Yeah, Frank. Frank Five wasn't there. He wasn't there, but um, Frank Five didn't roast. He, he, um, he wasn't. No, he actually wasn't on it. But again, he's part. But you get, him, but you get him to sign it if you want to. Yeah, if you want to get like the Tesdy family to sign yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, well, he's already signed. He signed. Um, he signed the hat. But um, no, it was. It was more the fact that um, it's obviously I want to get the people who are actually on there, but it was who are part of the family as well. You know. Yeah. So and that's yeah. That's proudly presented in my room, so I'm just glancing up nice. at it now. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so I've got a little trophy section. <laughs> I'm a bit of an addict yeah. when it comes to uh, Tell Them Steve Dave's stock, so I'm I'm really I'm really glad that they haven't got anything. Well, they haven't got anything out at the moment, so I can save a few bucks. <laughs> Well, I'm sure there's more stuff coming. I think there is something that we worked on last year that's coming out soon. Oh, well, any any tips or a little, you know? I don't know if I should say, but uh, it was it was. Uh, well, let's put it this way: I I thought I was going to a podcast when I got called by Walt, but it was something else. Okay. When I got there, so I had no idea what it was. I thought it was a podcast, but when I got there, it was a completely different thing. What what do you like to do in your spare time? Oh, God. Let's see if I have any spare time. Well, I like <laughs> to do podcasts. <laughs> I like to talk to people because these days I really don't get to, um, you know, well, I guess when you get older, you have a family, you work, and there's not very really much time for a social life outside of that, which the family is amazing. It's great to go on vacation with my family and, and, and this and that and the other. Um but the days of hanging out and talking to Sal and Quinn uh, at a bar and all that stuff are over. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anytime I get to do something creative, like be part of uh, like a podcast or um, maybe write something, uh, make a, like a, a, a film or something like that, um, that's fun. But these days, it's just mostly just listening to music and watching Netflix and becoming a fat vegan. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's that's what's going on these days. Uh, it's it's really. Um, uh, I also, I mean, how nerdy is this? I started uh, learning a, to uh, computer programming. Yeah, forty years old. Yeah, so I started like learning some programming language so I could help me out at work with some things. Like, I totally don't need this, need to do this. But I was like, yeah, let me let me learn something new, and never thought I would get into this, but. I started uh, experimenting with some programming. So that's what I've been doing these days, buying a lot of computer programming books, watching smart Asian kids uh, talk about programming <laughs> on YouTube <laughs> and feel really stupid. <laughs> How is that actually going? Or um, are you... It's going all right. It's going good. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the things, because I work in a college, uh, I work in a business, actually I work in a business college uh, in New York City and I, I created a program that is a tuition calculator for graduate students. So it can tell them how much all their fees will be and 
how much the tuition uh, will be per semester. Oh. Uh, so yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's and useful that's as be, well. Yeah, it's definitely useful. It's uh, it's 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 good for marketing tool because when people start like you know shopping around to other different schools, they want to see you know, uh, be able to compare prices. So I made that and that's going to be on the on the school's website soon, which is pretty cool. Um, and you know, I'm trying to learn other things, this and that there, but I, I, the way I describe how I learned computer programming is the same way how I learned how to play the guitar the wrong way. Cause I don't know how to read music. I know how to, I know I, I can play by ear and I use like guitar tablature, which is basically braille yeah. for like learning. So I learned the wrong way to to be a guitar player and to learn computer programming um <laughs> but somehow you make it work <laughs> i somehow i make it work yeah. i used to be really good at reading music actually because i used to play um i used to play the flute the flesh the flesh flute <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> i heard i heard uh, mike and ming play the bonophone <laughs> <laughs> oh dear or the the male the male organ actually i think they they're uh, <laughs> all, right, all right never mind <laughs> well it's turning into a bad roast <laughs> <laughs> you carry on <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so I, I used to i used to play the flute quite well and um and amongst other sort of instruments so i used to be really cool. really good at reading music but if you were to put a sheet of music in front of me now i probably couldn't tell you because that was huh. that was all school time. Should get back into it. Get back into it. Yeah, I might do. I did try to teach myself um, playing the electric guitar. I'm uh, sorry, the bass, the bass. Um, mm. And I thought because I thought to myself very stupidly, four strings, doddle. <laughs> nah. Well, no. Well, well, I, I played bass in a band for like five years. Like I was a guitar player, but I and I played in a band as a guitar player. But then my second band I was in, I was a bass player. And that was the most experience I had playing in a band and playing live in front of an audience was actually as a bass player. And it is, it's different, but it, it's, it, it's a big responsibility, but yeah. it, it's, it's, um, it's all about timing and just, just keeping, you know, with the drummer. So it's, if you, if somebody like yourself that knows how to read music and you know the theory upon music and whatnot, you can be a great bass player. Oh, I'll, maybe I'll give it away when I get, when I get yeah. five seconds to myself that I'm not picking my nose, you know. I'll right, run. there you go. Stop picking your nose and pick the, 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 the bass. <laughs> I will do. Yeah, because I think I've always thought that like the bass is almost like the heart, heart of the, um, band. I know that yeah. the drums are as well, but yeah, yep. I always listen out for the bass and everything. So. Yeah, it's it's the pulse. Yeah, yes, definitely. So uh, yes, it helps to it helps to keep the um the drums going. Yep. Um, <laughs> I don't think that reference was very good then at all, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also with just regards to um Sender, which is obviously uh your baby, wasn't it? Uh it was a little short experiment. So I wrote like a a a, a, a short. It was a 10 page short story yeah. um, that I wrote like commuting on the Staten Island ferry uh, a few years ago. Um, I gave it to these young filmmakers on Staten Island, very talented people. Uh, and they chopped it up, actually cut it in half. And it didn't, it wasn't exactly the way that um, uh, we intended it to be because there were more characters in it. But then it, it it didn't work out that way. 
Um, and they, but I'm totally satisfied how it came out. It was just like the short, like artsy five minute weird film. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's on Amazon prime. If ah. anybody wants to see it, it's only like five minutes long. It's just a short, very short, weird film, but it's, it's, it, if we had made it with the intent of how I wanted to, you know, originally make it, um, it could have probably become like a series, but I was too tired for that. I was like, come on, let's just make this art thing and send it out to film festivals. And we did that. And Scott Schiaffo from Clerks, the Chulies gum guy, has, yep. has a small part in it. Yep, he's in that. I remember um, seeing it because I backed it um, on Indiegogo. Oh, yes, so. that's right. Thank you so much. Oh, that's all right. Thank no you. Problem. Thank you. Um, yeah, because I was actually, I actually was looking um, through my emails, well, not through my emails, I did a little search, and um, trying to find the clip because I thought, oh, I, I know what I'll do, I'll watch it again, and then I can, um, you know, we can talk about it more. And I was like, right. ugh, can't find it. So now I know it's on Amazon Prime, I'll, um, I'll have a look on there. So, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, because I really, I really did enjoy it. Um, what, thank you, thank you. That's okay. Um, what was it like actually um, seeing your words come to life? You know, like that's your writing. That's cool. It's it's uh, that is really actually one of the coolest things. So I got to do a couple little you know projects like that. I made a, a wacky science fiction silly film years ago called The Puppet of Apocalypse. Okay, uh, with a friend of mine from. Uh, from high school, which was so we- so weird and ridiculous, um, and I got to make uh, you know a graphic novel, um, even a few years prior to that. And when you're just sitting down and like you're talking about it, or or you're just writing it like in the late hours of night or on the ferry or things like that, and then you actually see people come together to make it, it's really a magical thing. It really is pretty cool. Um, even like what the you know. With the roast, believe it or not, the vinyl cast uh, too. Um, I wrote that uh, those those jokes like when I was commuting, you know, back and forth to work. And I got to be honest with you, I didn't know. I didn't think it was going to be well received. I didn't. I didn't understand. Like I don't know. Like people don't. Like I'm not a comedian, and 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 this was not really what people are used to me like being. Like you know, like on the show, it's like I'm more of like you know. Uh, uh, the, the, I take the, I take the joke. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, and how it went over so well with like there with the audience uh, at, at the stash, and then people like you know reaching out to me saying they enjoyed it. Yeah, I it totally never expected. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> but like, but like, I'm thinking back as to when I wrote those things, like on my phone. I was reading off of my phone when I when I was doing that roast. So I typed everything out on the little like, you know, notes uh, app yep. on my iPhone and just wrote out the, the set and, you know, just wrote it while I was commuting to work on the train, on the ferry and, you know, running a few by Walt. So like, hey, Walt, is this funny? Is this OK to say this? And um, yeah. So and then to see it come to life and people and like be on an album. Yeah. You know, and then like on a, an album with, you know, my, like my buddy Brian Quinn and like, you know, this, this comedian Doug Stanhope. Like, did I ever think I'd be on a comedy album with these people? No. I mean, it's it's amazing. It so is. I, it's so cool. So I would recommend if anybody that is listening to this, 
has a creative juices and doesn't know how to do it or whatever, just fucking do it yeah. and have fun. And just, it can happen. You can get things out there and, and make films or music or whatever it is. Do it. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, that's also, you know, like going back to Kevin Smith, but that's a lot of what he says as well, isn't it? It's just it's so true. Just go for it. Just do it. Yeah. If you fail, then you fail. It's not the end of the world, is it? So what? Yeah, it's part of the process. And yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know, I, I, anytime I get to do something creative, the smallest this thing, like, I always joked with, like, the tenderloins, I was like, listen, guys, if you ever need any help, let me know. And that's not even today, that, that, that goes out to today. If you guys need me to make coffee on the set, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, I'll be more than, more than willing to make a cup of coffee. As long guys, as you can point night. the camera at me, eh? <laughs> yeah, as long as you can, like, you know, if I can just, like, just, you know, get in the frame for a second. <laughs> no, but, uh. No, but it's just nice to be part of a creative process that's that that's going to be put out into the world and, and people are going to enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. And what's uh, what was the behind the scenes kind of atmosphere like while you were doing the um, while you were doing Sander? Oh, it was pretty cool. Um, I, the, the the people that we had I uh, got to work on it were really really professional people. Actually, some of them one of them actually works in the camera department of Impractical Jokers. Uh, what else? Um, another buddy of mine who was the director of the film, uh, he was, if you ever saw, um, you ever see the Craig Murray incident? Yes. Yes, I did. He, Craig Murray directed the movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is, uh, uh, his name is Don Arangio. He's an actor. He's a filmmaker. He's these days, he's a filmmaker. He's out in Los Angeles now, but, uh, yeah, he, uh, he was the director of it. So talented, professional guy. My buddy uh, Stephen uh, Gaddy, who's a cinematographer, um, uh, unbelievable. I had a lot of talented people working on. I was very lucky. Yeah. Oh, that's that's really good as well because um, obviously it's great to have a really good team behind you. Yeah. Yeah, helping it to all come together and everything. So, yeah, I'm sure there was probably stresses as well because you know of course. that's the nature of the demon, isn't it? Really. So. Yeah. 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 Well, with regards to questions, I'm done with my questions now. So we're going to go on to listener questions. So this, oh boy! This is when it's going to get. Uh, this is when it's going to get juicy. All right. <laughs> okay. So the first one is Nina underscore Rad zero uh-huh. zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, would you rather fight a horse-sized duck or a bunch of duck-sized horses? A bunch of duck-sized, let me see, so a horse-sized duck, wait, a horse-sized duck, okay, so that's one giant duck, right? Or, yep. wait, is that what that is? Uh, yeah, so one giant duck, and then, but so that duck, that giant duck can fly, let's just let's just put that over there, that giant duck in the corner, yep. or a dozen, what is it? Or a bunch of duck-sized horses. Duck-sized horses, fuck those guys. <laughs> I just, I'll just kick them. <laughs> Because they can't, yeah, they can't fly. They can gallop pretty far. But I'll just like kick them. I'll be like King Kong, like, like you know, just like swat them away. It's a very yeah. vegan response. Very, very. It's a very vegan response. I'll just like smash them into the fucking ground. <laughs> that reminds me, because I used to work for a company called Lush. I don't know if you um, know. That sounds yeah. That sounds familiar. Yeah, they do. Um, they do all. Um, 
it's like products are not um not yes. tested on animals and things like yes, that. Yes, yes, I've heard of them. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um so I used to work for them. We went out for a Christmas meal once and it was so funny because we had a pinata. A pin yeah. That's the one, thank you. Um <laughs> And it was so funny to actually watch all the vegans and the vegetarians literally whacking this thing so hard. We were like, <laughs> there's something wrong here. Yes. I'm vegan, but I still have a murderous rage. <laughs> it's because I want food. <laughs> uh, okay, let's have a quick look on. No, okay, so that's that's that on Twitter. Now we go on to the Facebook ones. Um, oh, okay, so we have got uh, Toffa Parr. So he's the Master of Debaters podcast. Yes. <laughs> Trapped in a Thunderdome, would okay. you rather fight 15 Japanese toddlers or three Catholic uh, Catholic priests? Ooh. And now just be warned, that is going to be a lot of questions like that. <laughs> yes, but this is such a great question. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with fighting the three Catholic priests. I know my mom is going to be very upset. She's a devout Catholic. But those guys must have touched somebody. Uh, touched kids. I, I don't know. No, no offense to uh, the, the good good Catholics out there, but I, I'm not going to hit a child. No. And also, we're just making up that story anyway just to justify the fact that you're actually hitting the priests, aren't we? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, so, you know, just to justify it, to make it feel a little bit better. Right. That, you know, I mean, I'm not going to hang up on you and just go to the local church now and just drag out a priest and just beat him in the street. Not happening, folks. <laughs> uh, I'll cut all that bit out so that, you know, it doesn't look... <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um, well, we're on the master debaters. Ah, oh, dear. What's the last thing you had your finger in? <laughs> All right. Let's see. Um, I mean, there's so many things. Um, I'm going to say the last thing I had my finger in, sadly, was hummus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, that's a bit disappointing, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yes. It's very. <laughs> but was it good hummus? <laughs> no, that's why. It was one bad. I was like, I think this hummus is bad. <laughs> and oh. I had to throw it out, so I couldn't even enjoy it. Oh, no. Oh, that's so disappointing. Okay. Um, next listener question is from Lauren again. Um, so she was the one who asked about the tool question. Um, if If Chris was trapped on an island with bacon... Would he eat bacon? <laughs> uh, no. Nah. I never ate bacon when I ate meat. I just think it smells horrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of bacon. I never like bacon. I, I don't even like the vegan bacon, uh, which smells like real bacon. So, no, I, I wouldn't do that. So that's one thing that I've never understood um, with regards to, like, you've got the vegetarian sausages and things like that. I never understood why it's the shape of a sausage. <laughs> Well, it makes people like, you know, <clears throat> transition into that lifestyle. So, so they, they're making a healthier choice. Yeah. But to be honest with you, that type of vegan food is really not that healthy either because it's like, you know, it's processed food that yeah. is chemicals. And I mean, it's healthier, but it doesn't, you know, your best thing is to eat real, you know, fruits and vegetables and grains that are like, you know, untouched. 
you know, through machines. Yeah, but sometimes, Chris, you just need a bit of sausage, you know. <laughs> you tell, I know. Listen, I had I, I had a vegan uh, a burger from Red Bank before, and you know, I think it was it's house made. But like yesterday, I had a vegan uh, hamburger at this fast food vegan place uh, by where I work. And it was totally processed, and it was totally fucking delicious. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Is it hard when you're, um, you know, when you're traveling to actually find yes. places to eat? Yeah, yeah, it's it, it is difficult. Um, you have to like plan ahead. So, uh, luckily, when I go to Disney World, they have everything taken care of. Like, you go to the restaurants, they have vegan options. The chef will make special things for you. It's no extra charges or anything. They accommodate you. They do it very well. Um, but uh, let's say, like, last summer I went to San Francisco for work, and I'm thinking to myself, this is going to be great. San Francisco, California, all these hippies out there invented all this vegan shit. It shouldn't be any problem getting, you know, vegan food. And San Francisco, if you've ever been, if anybody ever been there, it's, a, it's kind of a hard place to get around. So if you don't have a car, or if you do, even if you do have a car, you know, it's hard to drive around. So I'm there without a car. You know, I flew in, and... I'm looking at my phone to the nearest vegan place and it's like, you know, a couple of miles away mm. and it's like climbing mountains there. So I'm like taking Ubers to, uh, to restaurants the whole time. But there was a Trader Joe's. Do you have Trader Joe's in the United, United Kingdom? No. It's a supermarket. Okay. So Trader Joe's is like a, is a, like the supermarket, um, in, in the States where there's no like middleman like they don't, they have their own products like it's a Trader Joe's beans Trader Joe's chips Trader Joe and so it's a lot cheaper and they have a lot of like vegan options but also you know regular you know dairy and regular food um, there was a Trader Joe's across the street from the hotel I was saving I was staying at so that was like my saving grace <laughs> so it was difficult but yeah you have to and when it comes to traveling uh, you gotta you got to investigate before you go anywhere or else you're going to starve to death. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, yeah, you can't even really have, probably have salads or whatever because you never know. Yeah, what... No. Well, not even that. Salads, they're like, oh, just eat a salad. But there's like no protein in salad. If you eat a salad every day and that's all you eat, you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to yeah. die of starvation. <laughs> you need like beans and protein, you know? Yeah. Um, so, Although yeah. you might lose you might lose those 20 lubs. <laughs> I, de I definitely might lose the 20 lubs. <laughs> but I also might lose a lot of other uh, other things too, like uh, like my the use of my like lungs and kidneys. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's not have that. Because uh, we definitely yeah. don't. We, uh, we're up without Chris Ladando is a sad, sad yes. world. <laughs> well, well, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> That's okay. Um, okay, another listener question. Uh, so this is from at uh, Ms. MG Black 70. Um, okay. Not familiar with her personally, but, you know, she's, I'm sure she's lovely. <laughs> have you ever listened to the, have you ever listened to this particular podcast uh, oh, don't worry. No. <laughs> I have never listened to this particular podcast. However, I might give it a listen. Sorry, I thought it was a question. It's not. She's just uh, like she's just telling me she's going to listen. You got a new fan. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> I think we're done with the listener questions as well. All right. Okay. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I really it was good talking to you. Um, I look forward to seeing you again, either in the UK or the States. Yeah, absolutely. I look forward to meeting you as well again. And um, hopefully we can like maybe go for, go to the pub or something. Yes. <laughs> go to the pub and I'll sign your vinyl cast too, too and 
bring the value back up since James and Mary signed it. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Go on the top, of, <laughs> maybe sign on the top of his. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Um, but before you go, um, did you want to tell people where you can be found on Twitter and wherever sure. you'd like? Follow me if you dare, because uh, <laughs> I get you know everybody. Uh, you know, I I get shit sometimes for for my posts from Brian Johnson. But if you look at my posts, are they really that bad? Uh, no, I think things are over exaggerated. Anyway, if you like, if you want to, you can follow me on Twitter at Chris underscore Ladondo L A U D A N D O. And uh, <laughs> Ladondo was his name. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Ladondo was his name. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, just be aware you might see some angry liberal stuff there sometimes, but it's really not that angry. Yeah. I write it with a, with a smirk on my face, but I guess, you know, the tone, you, we lose tone with the social media stuff. We lose tone and we've gotten fights with people for, when we probably have the same ideas and, you know, feel the same ways. But I guess we all have to reconnect in person. That's that's what the. That's what I've learned from social media that it's better to talk to someone in person. <laughs> yeah, I know what you. I know what you mean because it is tricky, isn't it? You really have to work things. Or I, I find that you know, just using an emoji occasionally is a useful tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's definitely uh, it's it's it could be uh, tough. You get lost in translation. Yeah definitely um well thank you very much for your time and thank you i will let you go and eat whatever it is that you're going to be eating this evening <laughs> yes thank you very much jim i really appreciate it and uh i guess i'll uh, i'll see you on twitter yes definitely see you on twitter and see you in person one day again yes <laughs> okay bye coming this spring to iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Google Play. The New Pod World Order proudly presents Cult of Dave's Gift to Death to Death to Death to This April, Dave Weimer and Jerry Butler will team up with internet heartthrob Robert Floyd. That's at 4ColorBigCat827 on the Twitters. And travel the globe and visit the most notorious spots of death, murder, and mayhem. Be warned and prepare yourself for... The Cult of Dave's. Death.